I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello and good morning, Andy. I hope you are well on this fine 7.45am start. Fuck off. (laughs) No, I am not. It's been a very busy week. Um, a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, and this this being so early in the morning is is just not is not good for me today. Yeah, but hey, but here we are. You're here. I'm here. We're, we're present and correct. We had a good week last week, and we have Mister Chris Kelly back with us again. How are you doing, Chris? Hello. Uh, despite being the reason why we're meeting this early on a Thursday morning, I also hate it. But you know. You're not the no. You are not the only reason we're meeting this early. This is basically the only time slot that all of us could do. Yeah, yeah. but you know, we're just we're just that dedicated to the podcast that we make these yeah. uh, sacrifices. You know, see if you <laughs> if you'd went like one of four, you'd probably be like right boys. Actually, there's there's no time that I can make yeah. this week. <laughs> no, but it was another good week last week. Um, yeah, it was both for for yourself, Chris, and, and the podcast as a whole. So. Let's jump into that, do a quick recap of what went down um, before getting into the, the meat of this week's picks. So last weekend, my banker, Villawa versus Silkeborg in the Superliga, and a way win for Silkeborg was better than better than the uh, the one to two, which Gordon has uh, set as a line that bankers should normally fall under. Uh, but six to 11, two one win for Silkeborg. Happy with that. And a, a big banker in the bag. Cool. Um, well, I'm hoping that you guys can still uh, hear me here. Uh, can you? Good. That's yeah. fine because these oh. headphones have completely cut out, so I can't hear anything you're saying. But I can speak into the mic until I can plug in new headphones in a second. So, uh, my banker was Borussia Dortmund. Um, yeah, I, I actually would have liked this to be a lot more comfortable. They were playing midweek last uh, last night as well. Uh, they were a bit. I mean, they beat Newcastle last night, but they did they did manage to hold on for me in a 1-0 banker win that started at 1-3, but kicked off at 1-9. Um, so I, I'm, I was happy with getting that, some of that value. Uh, but yes, I will pass over to Chris. It, well, in, before you do that, Gordo, interestingly, um, I think my banker even drifted. It was 6-11 when we did the podcast last week, but I think I drifted out. So, so my, my, my ended up, Pretty big odds um, for a banker. Of course, yours ended up one to nine, but evens out in the long run. Yeah. And uh, so my banker this week was the last week's outsider, uh, AZ Alkmaar, uh, to win against Hirenveen. And uh, it was a comfy 3 0 win, odds of 3 to 10. All three goals coming from Havodis, who is one of the goal scoring machines this year. Uh, Early payout before the hour mark, nice and comfy banker. Absolutely brilliant. And of course, that meant all three bankers came in yet again. Uh, so if you were backing them as a treble, that was uh, another winning banker treble bet. So well done, lads. On to the value picks then. And um, <laughs> my value pick I was actually at, and there's always a bit of trepidation when you you select your own team here. But Dundee United were 11 to 8 to win away at Partick Thistle, which I just found too tempting. And not just they didn't just win, they absolutely annihilated them. Partick Thistle nil, Dundee United five. Um it's been a while since I've watched a five nil win in the flesh. Uh, but it was great fun. Um and an eleven to eight value winner for everyone. So yeah, delighted with that. And I my headphones are just back working now, which is a very good time for that to kick back in, unless I've been widely panned for the last uh, minute and a half there, which is great. Um, no, we, we well, don't you know, do that. You know, you know, you know, you know, we're not we're not quick enough at this time in the morning. 
Yeah, that's good. It takes takes the edge off it a little bit. Um, I had uh, my value was Celtic Eagle versus Atletico Madrid. Um, Atletico Madrid won this game three 0 Now there will be a running theme for the rest of the games that we talk about here, which the team that uh, I would like to have a red card having a red card in the game, but this was the only one that that was good for. So uh, yeah, Atletico Madrid won this game three 0 uh, Celtic Eagle got a man sent off. That was fine. They got a man sent off in enough time that it was that it was beneficial. So uh, eleven to ten, Atletico Madrid were. Chris, uh, so unfortunately, I uh, had the first loser in a while here. Uh, the value bet of Real Madrid at Sevilla went for Real to win at just under evens. Uh, I don't like Real Madrid. I didn't particularly like the odds, and I'm very upset that this didn't come in uh, for those two reasons. Uh, it was a 1-1 draw. It was just one of those games where both teams were absolutely 50-50. 50-50 in possession, 50-50 in shots, 50-50 in the score. Uh, disappointingly, uh, Real actually gave up an own goal, then minutes later equalised. Um, they had quite a lot of action in the first half. They had a very early goal disallowed by a VAR call where basically the guy's studs of his boot were offside and nothing more. And oh. It's a debate for when we have a bit more time, but I absolutely think that in the VAR era, I don't think you should be offside for your studs being offside. I think they should change the rule to your whole body should be offside if we're going to be using computer analysis. But that's a debate for another day. Uh, no excuses. Ended up being a 50-50 game and it was a fair draw for Sevilla. So, yeah. All just to everybody who's like, I could get ruined by bloody Real Madrid, who I hate even more now. No still, problem, two, still two yeah. out of three for the weekend, though, Chris. So pretty pretty happy overall. And you have been lights out when it's come to basically every single pick. So yeah. Damn you, Real Madrid, but but still two out of three in the value slots. Over over even money each time. Um that's a positive contribution. <laughs> On to the outsiders then. And I stayed in the Scottish Premiership for mine in a game between Kilmarnock and Livingston that I fancied as a draw. I think it was 13 to 5. Now, to be fair, and after we recorded in the Facebook group, Calvin Hodger did mention um, that he thought his Kelly team was was due a win here and had been unlucky um, in their previous few games. He was correct. Kilmarnock won the game 3 um, 1. They, they went into the halftime with uh, a 2 1 lead and then. Um, built on that in the second half. So a good win for, for Kilmarnock and no outsider for myself. Still don't think that was a bad pick. I still would pick a draw. See if you play that game next week. No, uh, if that game was again if that game was again this weekend, I'd be taking it as a draw. Yeah. Maybe. But no, uh, it was well, good to get I, a bit of insight from Callum as well in there. So that that was good actually. Um but yeah, so my outsider, um oh just disappointed in this one. This was last Palmas versus Rio Vallecano. Um this game, for the life of it, looked like it was going to be a draw. And then 90 plus two, Rio Vallecano got a penalty um, yeah. and, and and scored and won this game 1-0. They then got a man sent off, which is very typical of them to do when they're in a position where they don't want to, like, they just start throwing bodies at things. Um, and yeah, they got a man sent off and we basically about five minutes of Palmas um, having a go at getting an equaliser, but they didn't even really muster anything in that last five. So a disappointing draw in there, uh, a disappointing lack of a draw in there considering how many I was looking to take them again this week as a draw, but I thought that's a bit a bit uncouth. But um, yeah, so no draw on the outsider for me there. Bit disappointing. Chris, and onto your amazing outsider. Yes. So uh, if I remember correct, I get a bit of stick for not picking this as a draw. But as you know, I inherently hate draws. So um, we were in the Republic of Ireland. Uh, we were at St. Patrick's Athletic at Bohemians Dublin. A game which I thought was very much going to be a 50-50. And they had St. Patrick's Athletic to win at 3-1. to one, So I thought, why not? Let's, let's go for them. You know, it's basically a coin flip. Uh, watched a bit of the game uh, in the in the pub. So the, the reception wasn't that great. Um, yeah, brutal first half. Brutal weather conditions. But he absolutely dominating in corners, free kicks, chances. At one point, I saw the St. Patrick's defender do a kind of weird sliding mad header to like save a goal from going in. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, why did I pick these guys? Um, but they turned it around in the second half. Uh, the St. Patrick's keeper had been basically keeping them in the game and seemed to have rallied the troops a wee bit. And uh, on the hour mark, they got their first goal. And then they saw it off at 2-0 in the end for a 3-1 outsider. So, yeah, very pleased with that. And I think uh, that contributed to us having a, 
a four out of four Friday, I believe. So yeah, it was a it was a very very good day in the pub. That it did indeed. So just chronologically, the way that the games went, that was one of uh, four picks that happened last Friday, and we we did have a four out of four Friday. And what excellent pick, Chris, and one of the other games that contributed to that four out of four Friday, I think, was uh, my charity pick, which was the Urua Red Diamonds. Yes. Against Kishiwa Rezal. Yeah, I was just leaving a pause there to see if Gordon wanted to say anything. Fancied Urua for the win at 4-5. to five. They duly obliged. They won the game 2-0. Um, they had four shots on target to Kishiwa's 1, 60% possession to 40. So um, pretty happy with the performance. Definitely happy with the result. Um, and, a, and a charity winner for the Urua Reds. So yes, I, I picked them once in the last year. That's now uh, that's my goal for this year done. Um, and another <laughs> winner. Amazing. What a team. Bring on next year. Bring, bring on, on next year. Yeah, absolutely. Bring on 24 25 uh, when, when Urua can win for me again. Um, no, it was a good result, Andy. And especially after I messaged you and you posted it in the chat, being like, who are these? I was like, who are these fucking idiots and why are they not scoring yet? Uh, and yeah, they immediately went early paid out. So yeah, great <laughs> result in there. Chris, do you want to do your charity next? And then I'll do mine because that's how it rolled out. Uh, for the week <clears throat> and we sure. can talk about the death of the charity bet and who it, who it rested with sure no problem well uh, I kind of went for the banker in the charity pick I would say uh, Bayern Munich at Mainz Bayern to win at 3-10 to 10. Uh, because I love charity that much I was like yeah why not let's throw this one in and yeah early payout came within 15 minutes uh, Mainz did bring one back at half time but Bayern got a third in the second half to finish it off 3-1 so, charity, Sunday, we were in Norway, four o'clock, all eyes rested on Rosenberg, looking to beat a rather sorry Stabek team. Uh, they did not. They drew one each in this game. Stabek had a much better first half than them. The game went in half, they went in at one each half time, but Stabek had missed a penalty to take it to 2-1. And if you look at the second half stats, Rosenberg attempted, uh, attempted a bit of a battering. The uh, Stabek first half XG was 2.53. <laughs> Uh, to to Rosenberg's 0.93. You look at the second half, Rosenberg went out to try and get a winner. Um, yeah, they ended up with 0.98 of uh, XG versus 0.15. Um, pretty similar, to be honest. It, their chances might have been better, but they had the same amount of shots on target and that. Really disappointing because this was the end of the charity bet and uh, I had also backed it and I'll be backing it again this week. And the reason I'm backing it again this week is because the Urua Red Diamonds correctly got a win, uh, as did Bayern in here. Yeah, it was a incredibly disappointing one because I had backed them uh, more than once and more than once when they went down as well, not even on the double chance, just as a straight win reback. And yeah. um, so, yeah, uh, not a good result for me. And uh, an okay week, but banker value is fine. But, you know, the charity was, was riding on me, so a bit disappointed with that one. But yeah, two out of three for me, uh, two out of four for me, three out of four for uh, Chris and three. Three out of four for you, Andy, as well? Correct. Again, yeah, I that's two weeks in a row. We've both gone three out of four. Yeah, yeah, the, the, old do, max, do. the old max men we got out of this, which <laughs> is the, the maximum of amount of winners you can get with the minimum amount of profit you can extract. So, Yeah, so if, you were, if you were combining them all to get like each section together, that's exactly what happens. Uh, banker yeah. traveling, though, which is great. Yeah, I, th- um, I think, I, think um, I put something in the group chat as well. It was like, do you know... If you backed all 255 ninefold combinations from our 12 picks, you'd have been a tenner up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I look forward to placing uh, that just... nine grand worth of bets to. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just to end it on a bit more of a positive note, uh, I'd like to give a wee shout out to the, the Patreon backers of the of the podcast that get to hear our ramblings in the midsection. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we, we, we sometimes have a little side picks. So, uh, the two that I had last week uh, did come in. Uh, you had Barcelona uh, getting a very scary last, uh, 80th minute goal to win 1 0. And you had uh, Fernk Varus uh, going 2 0 up uh, before giving up a consolation penalty, but seeing it out 2 1. So any Patreons that backed that as a double would have got just over evens. So nice. I'd like to say that was my alternative value pick. Yeah, it was to, it was to combine the two of them. Yeah, my, my midsection pick was. 
um, Con and whoever they were playing in the French second division to be a draw, and it was a draw. So and it was a draw. Was, yeah. So, yeah. So shout, shout out to the Patreons. Yeah. Well, and we're about to head to that midsection right now. So for information on that, just go to TrampleBet.com, um, and you'll see the link to our Patreon channel. Costs about six pounds a month, so you give something back to the show. We really appreciate it. Um, but you get this extra middle section while we're about to go to our ad break for everyone listening on the normal podcast channel. Um, you also get all the picks written down every week uh, in a handy cheat sheet format that you can pull up on your phone. So you don't have to remember which ones from uh, from the show that you liked and want to include in your own bets. You, you can just pull that up whenever you like. And we also do extra content shows um, when there's uh, big events like horse racing or, or the golf majors and things like that. So yeah, tramplebet.com, have a wee look. And if you fancy it, come and join the uh, Trample Bet Club on Patreon. Can I uh, jump in just here, if that's all right? Before we head to the break, we've been sent a special message from our producer, Gary. Hi, this is Gary, uh, producer of Trample Bet. Um, When John Walker first asked me if I'd like to help him make a football betting podcast, I said no. If you told me then, 200 episodes later, I would still be doing it. I would have laughed at you and said you're insane. Um, But without that, I wouldn't have met uh, Gordo and Andy and all the wonderful guests we have on and and all the the Patreons and all the listeners that get in touch with us. Uh, So I I certainly am glad that uh, I didn't continue with my no. Um, To celebrate 200 episodes, I asked a few friends to uh, get in touch and leave some little messages. Uh, So here they are. Hi guys, Chris here. Just want to say congratulations on episode 200 of the Trample Bet podcast. One absolutely fantastic achievement, and here's the 200 more. Hello fellas, it's your favourite co-host, Dave Greenfield here. Just want to say congratulations on your 200th episode of the Trample Bet podcast. I loved it as a listener, I still love it as a listener, and I love helping you out whenever you need me on. Again, congratulations, guys. Great show. Here's to the next 200. Unless we hit that big 12 fall first. And then we can all meet in the Caribbean. Hi, this is Jerome Ells. Congratulations on episode 200. Keep it going, boys. Hey, guys. Joey here. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Such a massive achievement, and I'm honored to have become part of the Trample Bet team. We cannot thank you guys enough. Gary for everything he does behind the scenes, John Walker for getting this whole thing started, and Gordo and Andy for bringing us all together, for keeping it all together. Cheers to another 200 episodes, lads. Hello, John Walker here from the, the original Trample Bet podcast, the, the better version of the podcast, is what some people say in my household. Sure, Andy is only slightly less knowledgeable, Gordo only slightly less handsome. And of course, the foundations were completely put in motion by myself. But yeah, sure. Congratulations on carrying on my legacy. Happy 200 episode, guys. It's a great podcast that I built. Well done. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to this week's show for the weekend of Saturday, October 28th, 2023. Obviously, Gordo and I, we've had a, a chat with Chris during the, the mid-section break there. Um, wondering what the message from Gary could possibly be. Now, you'll all have heard it by this point. I presume it's about this being the 200th episode of the Trample Bet podcast. So, congratulations to us. Woohoo. And if it wasn't that, Maybe it was Gary going in a hissy fit and quitting or something. I don't yeah, know. It could be. Yeah. This bit's not edited anymore. I don't want to do two hundred more of these. <laughs> <laughs> but we we have been we have been going for a long time. 
Um, so thank you to everyone who's stuck with us and, and still listens to the show. So for the 200th time, let's go to this week's picks. As usual, bankers, values, outsiders, and then we get the charity treble at the end. And hopefully next week, um, we can make an announcement that there's some money going to charity, uh, two out of three in the charity slot again this week. So we need to make that three out of three. So, bankers, gentlemen, my banker is in the Danish Superliga at 4pm UK time on Saturday for FC Copenhagen versus Villawa. And this is this is top v bottom. So, Copenhagen are top of the Danish Superliga after 12 matches, 26 points. Villawa, dead last, 12 out of 12 after 12 matches, three points in total all season. Um to be honest, I'd probably be taking anyone against Villawa at this rate. It just so happens it's top of the league, FC Copenhagen. And I don't think the fact that they're playing in Europe will have any bearing on them being at home against a side that has scored five goals all season and conceded 22. So very happy for this to be the banker. Um, top v bottom, two to nine for an FC Copenhagen win. And that's nice. it. Um, a similar kind of game for me um, I would be taking anyone uh, on 6 o'clock on Saturday night playing against Dunkirk because they're really shit so you're back in we're in French League 2 a lot of my picks are in the French League 2 a league I've let follow for a little while just just a little, little set and I'm ready to dive back in um, this is Auxerre versus Dunkirk you might remember last week I took Auxerre to draw with Comte if you were in the middle section there and they did this is a different proposition Auxerre have been great uh, over the last five games, taking 13 points. Dunkirk have been terrible. They've lost all of them. Scored five, conceded 12. They haven't got a single point out of those last five games. Um, Auxerre and Dunkirk have only actually ever played five times. All five of those games are positive Auxerre results. The games only stretch back to like 2020 as well. Um, they just have never been in the same divisions. Auxerre were in the top division for a long time in France. So And Dunkirk are kind of new addition to the, the, the French second and third divisions. Um, yeah, Dunkirk have been um, bad over the last few games. They've lost all five. The games before that, they drew the two previous and then they lost the two previous to that. So they haven't won a game in 10, um, which the last game they won was in August against away at Green Gamp. And I seem to remember there was some weird shit. Yeah, fucking Green Gamp missed two penalties in that game. Um, but yeah, so... I just I, I see this being a, a comfortable Auxerre when um you know it's it's a form team against someone who's absolutely rancid at the moment. Um you'll get Auxerre at 49. So they 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 exist at that price. I think they'll drop, they'll probably go off about one to three, I would guess. Um so Chris, what do you have? So we're uh, in Sunday afternoon, which I've just noticed seems to be where I'm at quite a lot this week. Uh, we're in the Turkish Super League. We have Fenerbahce at Hendrik score. Fenerbahce to win is 3-10. Uh, top of the table, nine wins in nine games on an absolute tear. Nearly a 20-plus positive goal difference. Uh, Hendrik score are 18 out of 20 in the league. They have only scraped one win in their nine games so far. Uh, it's your typical top of the table versus bottom of the table. Uh, in terms of streaks, Enerbachi are were on an 18-game winning streak. Uh, I think that might actually still be the case. And Pendix Sport are on a ludicrous 28-game streak without keeping a clean sheet. Uh, so they are pretty terrible. Uh, the one caveat, which you're going to hear a lot this week, being it's a European week, Enerbachi are playing in the conference week tonight. So, you know, I would always say to listeners, Watch a game, at least watch the highlights, keep an eye on any injuries and overall fitness. But otherwise, it's a banker choice in the banker slot. Nope. Yep. Three banker choices in the banker slot there. I don't think there'll be any problems with any of those three games, um, bearing in mind how well-performing the teams we've selected are and their matchups have been absolutely rank rotten um, of late. So that's wins for FC Copenhagen, Auxerre and Fenerbahce. If you took all three as the treble, it combines the 1.29 to 1. So pretty decent. On to the value picks then. And as is my want, I am back in the Japanese J League, the J1 League, the top flight of Japanese football for an early start on Saturday morning. 
6am UK time for the Osaka Derby. So Sorezzo Osaka versus Gamba Osaka. And this is two teams that haven't been best um, in the form table of late. Sorezzo Osaka only taking four points from their last five matches. Albeit these have been tight games and Osaka are generally quite hard to beat. Well, Sorezzo, uh, they've, they've scored three goals and conceded four across that span. Gambo Osaka, however, have been horrendous. They've had one point from the last five matches, scoring only twice, but conceding 12 goals, um, which obviously is, uh, is a serious problem. Um, when you look at the overall league here, Sorezzo are all the way up in seventh, 46 points from 30 matches so far. So the Japanese season um, runs with calendar year as opposed to being split over. So we're, we're a long way into the Japanese leagues. Gambozaka, you need to scroll quite far down the table for them. 13th with only 34 points from 30 games. But again, it's, it's the goal difference. They've conceded 54 goals in those 30 games, um, which, which is more than bottom place team Yokohama FC when it comes to conceding goals. More than second bottom, third bottom. They just leak goals. Um, and with their form even worse just now, the fact that you're getting the home team in this derby match is better than even money. So 12 to 11 for a Sorezzo win. I think it's absolutely fantastic because uh, Sorezzo at home are still really good. Uh, recently, they've beaten um, Nagoya Grampus 8 and Kawasaki Frontale at home. So if you if you follow the show, you'll know that they're big title favourite teams. Um, so Sorezzo can get the business done at home and I don't think they'll struggle against Gambo Zaka here. 12 to 11. C Osaka to beat G Osaka. Let's see if Osaka can do that. Um, we are in France for my pick this Sunday night, 7.45 p.m. So the, the definitely the last of the values. Um, and this is Marseille versus Lyon. And I open this question to, to all of you. Where are Lyon currently in the French League One? Well, I've I've spoiled it for myself, but I'm very surprised. Uh, have you looked already, Chris? Like, let us let, let us know. Oh, last the oh. bottom. Um, they've, yeah. they've played nine games. They've taken three total points. Like they are in bad way. Like if you look at their defensive setup as well, they have a, an, an Irish under twenty one international who's like just transferred from like the Dan the Belgian league and Dejan Lovren as their starting oh. centre backs, which to me isn't is the kind of team I'd pull together if I found out that all of my money had disappeared in FIFA. Um, and and that's that's who I'd be playing at that point. Um, they play against a Marseille team, taking 12 points from nine games. They're fantastic. They're playing against maybe the worst Lyon team that's ever existed in the French top division. Um, yeah, Marseille had a bit of a tough run with it the last few games they played. They, they beat Le Havre 3-0 at home, comfortably. Uh, they lost to Nice, they lost to Monaco, they lost to PSG. So they lost to the three teams that are going to be above them in the league. But aside from that, they've been all right. They had a two-each draw in the Champions League with Brighton in there. Um, there are other games. They've beaten the teams that are below them, so Marseille and Brest. Uh, 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 Marseille, sorry, Reims and Brest in there. They've had a lot of draws. However, they are playing against a really, really bad Lyon team. And the last two games they've played them at, they've beaten them. So they beat them earlier on this year and they beat them late last year. So I think this is purely a bet against Leon here in the worst run of form they've ever been on. Leon lost to Claremont last week. Uh, for a, give you an idea of who Claremont are, they're one place above them now with five points. Before that game, they were one place below them with two points. So they managed to lose that game. They lost the game 2-1. Claremont scored all the goals. They scored an own goal to give them a point, uh, to give them a fucking hope in this game. Um, so yeah, Marseille at home. You'll get them 8 to 11, 7 to 10. Chris. So, that'll be picked this week. Uh, we're still Sunday afternoon. We're now in Germany in the Bundesliga. We have Borussia Dortmund travelling to Eintracht Frankfurt. And the Dortmund win is just over evens at 6 to 5. So, I like the team better and I like the odds better this week. Uh, there's been eight games in the Bundesliga so far. Uh, Dortmund are sitting in fourth place. However, they haven't lost yet. They have six wins and two draws. Frankfurt are in seventh place, which kind of flatters them a bit. Uh, they've only had three wins, four draws, one loss. Uh, both teams are playing in Europe this week, so the fatigue factor should be roughly the same. Uh, albeit Dortmund, I was seeing, got a decent one over Newcastle last night. But the captain, uh, Emery Kahn, seems to have came off with an injury. 
Couldn't find any news about it. It wasn't even on the highlights. Uh, Gordon's laughing, so we're talking about this pre-show. Uh, the fact it wasn't on the highlights either means he picked up a horrific injury that's far too graphic to be shown on TV, or it was an absolute nothing thing not worth showing. So uh, yeah, hopefully, you, you uh, find listeners, that out, listeners. Yeah, that's what we're saying. The guy out. either died or he's like, yeah, or he's <laughs> or he stubbed his toe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he's only one player. It doesn't make the entire team. Dortmund have been very great uh, this year, and also historically in this matchup, it's their game to win. Uh, they've won it four times in a row, and you have to go back 16 Dortmund-Frankfurt games to find a clean sheet for Frankfurt. Um, and again, historically, Dortmund's a team that finished second, third place in the league. Uh, Frankfurt are always respectable, but they always end up kind of in that mid-table, seventh to eleventh place. So it's one of those ones, long term, if you're getting a, a, a healthy Dortmund facing Frankfurt at over-evens, you're going to be a big winner long term. So. So that we've gone around the world with our value picks there, and that means a value treble of Sorezzo, Zaka, Marseille, and Borussia Dortmund. And if you were to put that all together as a treble, 6.66 to 1 on Bet365 right now. On to the outsider picks then. And like like my banker, I am in the Danish Super League, I need a league I, I know well and love. Um, for a game that doesn't sound that exciting, it's a, it's a very mid-table game between two mid-table teams. Aarhus versus Randers. So Aarhus are in sixth position just now. We've only played 12 matches in this 12-team league, and they have 17 points. Randers just a couple of places back, 14 points from their 12 games. Um, head-to-head-wise in this match, Teams are pretty closely matched and really anything happens. So the last five times the teams have met, two away wins for Aarhus um, and three draws in there as well. So, And then you flick back before that, two wins for Randers in a row, one being at home, one being away. So it doesn't really follow any particular pattern. I don't think Aarhus are particularly brilliant this year um, in, in comparison to Randers. Um, and that's reflected in the form table just now with Randers nine points from their last five games. Aarhus, five points from their last uh, five matches. Home and away splits. Aarhus are the ninth best performing team at home in the league, which is not great. Like They've, they've got eight points from six home matches. Um, Randers, they've only taken five points away from home in their six home matches. Uh, away matches, sorry. So it's very much a pick like St. Pat's was last week because I'll be taking the away team here in a game that I think could go either way, but the bookies have priced up with Arhus's odds on favourites and Randers as four to one underdogs. So I'll be having a bit of that. Fifteen to four on Bet365, just shy of four to one. Um so yes, Randers. Okay. He's on the Texas Rangers and he's on the Randers uh, this weekend. <laughs> so that's good. Um I will take you to Italy, the Sierra B, Sunday 315. Um this is Brescia versus Barry. This game's gonna be a draw. I really would like to stop there, uh, but there's too much evidence. Both teams are involved in games that like are decided by basically one goal. In all of their last 10 games, each team's have been involved in games that were uh, decided by one goal. That is a slight exception as Barry got awarded a win by Casenza when Casenza couldn't take the field, but I'm not counting their 3-0 win uh, because it was just given to them. Um, both teams... In their last uh, in their last five games, have drawn three of them. Brescia uh, had drawn with Feralpisalo, Ascoli, and Verizia. Their other games in there were one 0 wins against uh, a Casenza team and a one 0 loss to Medina. Uh, Barry in there, they've drawn they've drawn three out of their last five games as well. They had a one 0 win against Cremonese outside that, and a two one loss to Parma. They're right beside each other in the league. They play each other all the time. It's the game just looks like it's going to be a draw. I, I can't. Sometimes there's too much evidence to go like really, really deep into it there. But you can go back. Yeah, Brescia Barry just looks like a draw, and the bookies think that as well. Twenty-one to ten for the draw here. Some bookies have it as nineteen to ten um, for a draw, which is interesting. Fifteen to eight for the home, eight to five for the away team. Uh, yeah, I'll be taking the twenty-one to ten offered by Bet Three Six Five on Brescia Barry to be a draw on Sunday at three fifteen. Chris. So, still on Sunday, uh, <clears throat> we're at 12 noon and we're at home in the Scottish Premiership. We have Aberdeen travelling to Kilmarnock and I'm going for the Aberdeen win at 15-8. to 
And uh, there'll be a few members of the Facebook group who'll be pulling me up in that because they know fine well that I usually give stick for back in Aberdeen. Uh, but hear me out here. Uh, again, two kind of evenly matched teams currently sitting mid-table, uh, one point separating them. You've got Kilmarnock, two wins, four draws, three losses, negative one goal difference, 11-4, 12 against. Aberdeen, two wins, three draws, three losses. I've only played eight games, however, and are on a zero goal difference, 10-4, 10 against. Kilmarnock started this season relatively strong, scraping a 1-0 win over Rangers, but then went on a spree of draws. The last five have had three draws, one loss, one win. Aberdeen, meanwhile, started the season exceptionally poorly, uh, but the last five have had two losses, then two wins, including spanking Rangers 3-1, rather than scraping a wee 1-0 draw, uh, win. And then Trouncing, Ross County, 4-0. Uh, Aberdeen, do play in Europe tonight, so, you know, the caveat of keeping an eye on injuries, suspensions. Uh, but they're at home tonight, and they're, at ho- uh, they're away to Kilmarnock, so travel fatigue shouldn't be too much an issue. The reason why I'm going for Aberdeen winning here rather than like the draw or whatever is uh, the momentum. I just feel like it's on Aberdeen's side. I feel like they started surprisingly poorly and have started coming to their own a wee bit. Kamarnik, I think, had a flattening start to the season and might be levelling out a bit now. And uh, historically, Aberdeen are one of those teams that end up top of the table and Kamarnik can go anywhere. They can get relegated, they can do good, but you're, you're, you're unlikely to see Kilmarnock ended third in the league, you know. Um, historically, Aberdeen win this fixture long term as well. Five wins in the last six visits. Um, and a win here, I think, puts them up to fourth place. It puts Kilmarnock down to sixth or seventh, which is where they're going to end up, I believe, in the league. So, yeah, I just completely disagree with the bookies here. I think this is Aberdeen getting an upset win. Nice one. Okie doke. So that means uh, an outsider treble as it were if anyone wants to put the full treble on of Randers a draw between Brescia and Barry and a win for Aberdeen away at Kilmarnock um, and that is that turns out to over 40 to 1 so the exact price 41.33 to 1 so I'll be, nice I'll big, be back in that definitely nice big chunky odds I'll be taking it as a tricksy uh, so that if I only get two we're still in a nice profitable territory we just we just need Gordon to slate all the all the picks I'll start doing that. I'll get get his booked in. <laughs> Okie doke. On to the charity treble then. But Gordo, you will be backing after Chris and I were successful last so. week. And uh, you were unsuccessful again. Um, so I am taking a pick in the charity slot that I just, I think the odds are too high, but they're tiny. They, they're, it's, a, it's a banker bet, right? But th- there is absolutely no reason Celtic should be one to two away at his. Like that, that is madness. So it's 3 p.m. on Saturday in the Scottish Premiership for top of the table Celtic, 25 points through nine matches. Away ninth place to Bernian, who have taken nine points um, from their nine matches. No surprise, Celtic are top of the form table in this league. They're a perfect five out of five wins for their last five matches played. Hibs, six points from their last five matches. Um, He's gone. He's gone. He's is this thing has died, and it could not happen at a better time. Celtic away at Hibs, one to two. Right, so you know what his charity is. It's Celtic away at Hibs at one to two. Andy's laptop has died, and we have lost him here. So, I mean, he might rejoin. He might not. But he's told us his pick anyway. Celtic are a better team than Hibs just now. My concern would be that they played midweek against Atletico Madrid and gave a lot to do that. But Andy has backed Celtic in this uh, in in this instance. I'm looking forward to seeing him just pop up just now. Here he comes. Do you want to just redo your pick there, Andy? No, because I'm now on the phone and have none of my notes. So no, just no. just read out. Uh, we, just, we, 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 we were just uh, we were just praising it anyway, you know. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were saying so. that Celtic didn't play Gary, or anything. Hold on, my second. Absolutely horrible here. I haven't used it. For... You're fine. It looks like... no, no, no. The sound was coming out of my watch and not the not the phone, so I could hardly hear. Very James Bond. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah, totally. Tell me about it. Okay, so we're back. So I think I think I just talked about the form there and said that Celtic were perfect, five out of five for their last matches. Hibs have taken six points from their last five matches. Gordo, you're a Hibs fan. Um, 
What do you think about this game? Uh, the Celtic played midweek and I watched all the Celtic game last night uh, and they were they were throwing themselves at it. So that would be my only concern is that it might end up a draw in that case. But I know why you're back in Celtic at 1-2. They win almost every game of the year. Uh, yeah. 1-2 away a team who haven't been that good recently. Uh, it's probably quite good odds. So uh, removing myself from a fan perspective, that's what I think. Adding myself yeah. with a perspective, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I, I, I'd just be interested to see who uh, ends up in the midfield because I believe Hitati has been filling in and doing doing a pretty yeah. good job. And he came off what five minutes into the game uh, against Atletico. So yeah, be interesting to see who they pick. But unfortunately, being a Rangers fan, Celtic do have a very very deep squad. So you know, they'll pluck some wonderful player out of depths. I'm sure. Yeah, and it's the price is one to two. So as charity bets go, usually I'm up around the even money mark or, or higher. But I just needed to fit this pick in the show somewhere because I just think there's a lot of value in that. Uh, but didn't want to put it in the actual value slot itself because there's the such poor odds. Um, but I like the odds. I think the odds are so much better than the chances of it actually happening. So needed to fit it in somewhere. There we go. We're starting the charity treble with uh, a win for Celtic. Sunday, Norway. Elite Searing, Tom Solberg's brand, play away at popular Glasgow Health, uh, Glasgow Sexual Health Clinic, uh, Sandiford. Um, they are playing away from home here. Uh, brand have been unbelievable recently, and we're all on that brand train at the moment just now. Um, they beat Moldy last week, they've beaten Valoranga, they beat Leostrom, they beat Tromso, they've beaten Stabek, all famous teams that I have been bringing to this podcast. I haven't mentioned brand once. In this entire thing, they've got themselves right up into involving and in potentially winning the league, only being seven points behind Bodo at the moment. Um, Ran away from home here are playing at a rank Sandiford team. They are second bottom in a team in a, in a league that relegates three teams. Um, there's only 16 teams in this league. Uh, they're, they're just above Allison here and just below Stabek in there. Ran have been fab. You know, they've just been unreal in the last 10 games, um, getting some serious results here. I just think it's a really good time to be getting on that brand train for, for more individual wins than just winning the league individually. So I'll be taking Baran away from home at Sandefjord. You get them at 7-10 to 10 to do so. I like that. And I know a lot of our Facebook group will now be on brand to win the league at odds of 40-1 to 1 plus. Yeah, um, as I'm a still on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're all on it. We're yeah. all on it. Brand have now picked up a load of new new fans worldwide, thanks to Tom being essentially Brand's ambassador, global <laughs> ambassador. So cheers! I, if they win the league, the first thing I'm doing is buying a shirt. Like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, Chris, wrap us up with the final charity pick of the week. Sure. So the final pick, and um, not Sunday afternoon. This is uh, Saturday evening. Uh, the Italian Serie A. We have got Juventus against Verona. Uh, Juventus, the home team, going for them to win at 2-5, which seems rather pedestrian odds compared to, to what you guys are uh, touting. But anyway, we have Juventus's good stuff. They're third in the week. Uh, six wins, two draws, one loss, positive cold difference, coming off two wins in the trot, including a very important victory away to uh, AC Milan. Uh, bad stuff. Couple of injury concerns. Uh, the main man, Vlavic, missed a few games with back problems, but he did come off the bench in that Milan game, so it looks like he might be back to fitness. Uh, Captain Danilo might be back. He's not really expected back until next week. Uh, but the team have a deep enough roster. They seem to have compensated for this and are, are winning regardless of any injury concerns. Uh, however, Verona, 16th place. Only two wins, two draws, five losses. Negative goal difference, haven't won a game since August. Head-to-head, they've not kept a clean sheet against Juventus in 20 times of asking. Meanwhile, Juventus, the last three games against them have went 2-0, 1-0 and 1-0. Not massive margins, but the streaks and the history is all there for Juventus. uh, And I think it's a pretty solid charity bet. Sound? Excellent stuff. So the charity treble this week then shakes out as wins for Celtic, Bran... And Juventus, and combining them, we get odds of 2.36 to 1. So that'll be £10 of our own money, of Gordon's own money, 
going on that treble. And hopefully next week we will have £34.79 to return um, because you also get a little boost there because that's a, that's a treble on Bet365. So there we go. There's the charity treble this week. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning there, this show is the 200th official episode of the Trample Bet. So that's pretty damn good. Uh, let's say a shout out to all our patrons that have helped support throughout, all our listeners in general that have uh, been listening to the show and, and kept us going, and everyone that's commented on our Facebook group. Come and do join the Facebook group, uh, everyone. We've got about 200 odd listeners in there that talk about their bets for the weekend, what they like from the show, what they like themselves. Um, if they've got any special tips, not just in football, but in all other sports. So come and be part of the community um, from our 201st episode onwards. Also, a big shout out to our hosts. So back in the day, John Walker, um, who obviously was around for a lot of the early shows. Myself and Gordo, um, our regular guests, uh, Chris Kelly, Joey Slenzak, Jerome Else and Dave Greenfield. And everyone else that's ever been part of the Trample Bet show. Really appreciate it. 200 episodes. I know this this particular episode uh, with timing schedules has been messy as hell. So a huge shout out to Gary Black, our producer, because he will have turned this into something that sounds professional like he always does. So cheers, Gary. Thank you for, uh, I was going to say 200 hours worth of work, but I absolutely know it's been a lot more than that. Hundred hours for this episode, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the writer for that. <laughs> Very possibly, G-Man. Anything to anything to add to that before we wrap up for the week? No, um, it was all I was going to say was there's been a lot of really good posts that have been put up in the group last night. I was uh, Steve Keery asking everyone their best bet last night, and then a whole load of them coming in was great. Um, <laughs> so there was a whole bunch of them. Dave was talking about Hull in there. I believe Joey had a couple. Um, there was there was a there was a lot of posts. Chris, did you have you'd Jimenez in there? I don't know if he scored. I did enough, indeed. But, yeah. Ridiculous to score any time at, at two point four, and he scores a brace. Just what yeah. what on earth were the bookies thinking? They've absolutely lost a ton of money in that, which is great. You'd Matt, Matt Howso as well. The whole weekend spanking it coupon wise. Chris, you obviously spanked it anyway coupon wise for the rest of that. But Michael Stokes talking about his rugby as well in there. Um, uh, yeah, I think, or was he talking, was he NFL he was talking about last week? Uh, yes, he was talking about NFL last week and asking questions. So it's been a ton of really good action, all on sports that I know nothing about. Yeah. Uh, so it's just great. I just follow along, put we fiver on, see what happens. I, w- I will say, uh, you know, definitely join the Facebook group because especially the NFL chat every week is brilliant. There's always somebody, usually my pal Dave, who's like, oh, I know nothing about NFL, but this team looks good. And then the comment section is just, Two, two opposing Get forces. Roasted. That team does sound good. No, that team are terrible. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's great. Love it. NFL, that's a, that's a thing I know very little about. But something that we do know about is baseball. Obviously, the three of us all play baseball in the uh, Scottish National Baseball League for the Glasgow Comets. Cool Comets. But it's the World Series this weekend between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks best of seven series to see who's the championship team for 2023 really looking forward to it um the games are on all after midnight in the UK unfortunately but I'll be following that along with great interest especially since during one of the midsection patreon breaks um I tipped up the Texas Rangers to to win it 8 to 1 so I have some action riding on that um as well as just loving baseball uh, so yes let's go Rangers you won't hear me say that that often Chris <laughs> <laughs> I, I am torn because I did I did back the Diamondbacks uh, from the start however Rangers have ended up in several of my slips so e- either way I'll... to show how amazing this is I think we did this when there was still was it eight teams left yeah it was, it's just as soon as the postseason started basically that was it we were talking about it yeah so we were talking about it, but I think we'd maybe had the wild card games. So I think yeah. there were eight teams remaining. Um, and the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks were seventh and eighth favourites. Yeah. And we we have we have somehow managed to pick both of them and get the two big underdogs in the World Series. So yeah, really good fun. 
uh, postseason baseball is wonderful and the World Series is going to be fantastic. Um, but yes, we have a weekend of football as well that we've obviously talked through. So pretty happy with the, the show's picks this weekend. And let's hope we've got some charity winnings uh, that we can announce on our 201st episode next week. Gordo, Chris, thank you. Um, it's been fun. Very early start, Chris. So thank you for that. Yeah, I, f- I feel awake now and ready to uh, to cram in some studying. Oh, why? There you go. To get right in about your day. Um, Gordo, cheers again. Thank you. Um, you'll be doing the cheat sheet for all our patrons this week because my yeah, diary so will be absolutely rammed. There'll be multiple spelling mistakes in there, so really enjoy all of them, uh, patrons. Thanks. Remember, it's randers, not rangers. Yeah, randers. Yeah, <laughs> rangers, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And if you want access to that cheat sheet, come and join us on Patreon. Just go to tramplebet.com. You'll find all the links there. It's £6 a month. It gives something back to the show. Um, and you get that handy cheat sheet, everything written down, as well as getting to see us on video, which, do you know what? It's 7 a.m. in the morning on a Thursday. You probably don't really want to see us. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cheat sheet. That's what you'd be looking at. <laughs> That's the option there for you. Okay, Chris, G-Man, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Have a great weekend. Good luck with all your football coupons. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.